This is Wayne. And this is Tim. You that is still not do it in the right order. Yeah, that is not an Aaron voice, Paul. I don't have an Aaron voice. I've tried the Aaron voice, and I just sound like the Count from Sesame Street. <laughs> Maybe you should do it as the Count from Sesame Street, because that would be kind of awesome. Hello! I can't. I, now I can't do it on demand. It, it just doesn't work. It's got to be natural, Wayne. I'm not. In my, I'm not. I haven't reached my center. I think it's because Aaron is a much more soulful voice than you, Paul. I think it's because Aaron has a soul. Maybe. I think that's probably what it is. Well, I'll tell you what. None of us have 1.6 billion dollars. Oh shit. I have to tell you, I had my heart set on waking up rich on Friday or Saturday or whenever the fuck this thing was. <laughs> that would have been the greatest thing ever. Like, there would have been an email that says, ManCon forever. Is what it would have been. <laughs> exactly. The ManCon compound. Oh, God. ManCon is being moved to Vegas with strippers and, you know, the flights will be paid for for everyone. <laughs> we're no, we're it... going to go Lamar at, the, at, the, at ManCon this year. It's like, can everybody live on $2 million for, for the rest of their life? Sweet. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to buy Rhode Island. <laughs> or whatever. I like it. I, I've, to, I've told the, I've told the, the million-dollar story, the, uh, the, the friggin' subdivision, like, everybody has a big fucking yard. Oh, God, yeah. That'd be the best. I like it. You know, so... I didn't buy any tickets in this, and my my philosophy is always why bother just buying it when it gets really big if you're going to buy tickets, because really are you going to turn down like two or three million? But I realized the error in my thought process this week, because as people were talking about some of the things that they had gotten, you know, they had won, I realized all of the lower tiers raise up once it gets that big. Yes. Mm-hmm. And those are much more likely to get. So like if you got the five numbers without the Powerball, you got a million dollars. Yeah. You know what? That's that's doable. I I take it. I don't know that I would quit my job. I can't retire off of it. But I'd, I'd live a pretty good lifestyle. I'd sure try. <laughs> I'd sure try. And I and I beg for my job back in about three weeks after I blew my million dollars. Yeah, you would. Yeah, yeah. You would buy so many statues, and the rest of us would buy so much stuff off your card. Oh my, oh my God! You thought my credit card got hacked a lot now? Yep. None, yep. Well, none of us won the Powerball, and thankfully, none of us spent. I, I heard a story about someone who spent thirty thousand dollars on Powerball tickets. Yeah, and, and did not win. And started GoFundMe because they made terrible life choices. <laughs> I mean, I, I spent twenty bucks, and I'm like, God damn it! I wasted twenty bucks. Don't you yeah. hate that? Like, I'm like, I hate wasting twenty bucks. And that person wasted thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, I didn't even waste twenty bucks, but I figured, you know, tw- even if it was twenty bucks, it's like that's twenty bucks worth of dreaming about being a fucking billionaire. And so yeah. that's, eh, all right. I mean, twenty bucks is still only. Well, I say twenty. It's what ten chances in like infinity, right? <laughs> True, Paul. But if anybody has mastered infinity, it's you. You have one of the infinity gems, right? I do. I do. It's yeah, the, so. uh, but it's not the Powerball gem, apparently. <laughs> not the Powerball gem. What color is the Powerball gem, Paul? Green. Fail. <laughs> it's the color of fail. <laughs> Uh, well, I think Aaron may have won the Powerball because um, he's not here this week. Yeah, 
Yeah. He's yeah, you know, as you may have noticed, he's he is not here. There's a there's a lack of uh alcoholic coffee in, in the room, I can tell. Yeah. Lack of estrogen going on this week at uh <laughs> <Funny> Central. <laughs> And that's okay. He'll be back next week because he's going to spend all of that Powerball money at Chicas Locas. Chicas. Oh my! Oh my God! I, that, those girls are going to be put through college <laughs> next week. <laughs> right. Or cosmetology school. <laughs> One of the two. Yeah. Uh, when I say college, I'm really referring to like ECPI <laughs> or, or the University of Maryland University College online thing. Oh God! Uh, Do people not know that those don't that, that when you put that on a resume, they're like, okay, <laughs> is that it's, is that a typo? They put university in the university name twice. No, it means it's a double university. You're at the double university. Oh, which means it's a no university. <laughs> oh, sad. Yeah, no, Aaron's not here. I, you know, Paul, when I got an email that said. Post op pictures. I was very disappointed when I saw. Aaron did not get man boobs like we all expected. Oh after. god! I, th- I thought we were going to start a thing for that, the Kickstarter. Yeah, so, go you fun- no, you don't start a Kickstarter because if no one can, if then you don't get it unless you get full. Uh, oh, so it's a, know, it's a go. fund me. So go if you got to five thousand, we would have got bigger boobs on air. Yeah. Oh, he still has his teacups. That's sad. <laughs> He'll just have to go back to eating a lot of fatty foods. <laughs> <sighs> it seems wasteful. I, I agree. Yeah. No, Aaron's Aaron's not here. He's recovering. Yes. Uh, Aaron Aaron had, uh, you know, a, a little medical procedure this week. And, uh, you know, he, uh, he is unable to attend. But uh, he'll be back next week, probably, if we allow him. If Paul hasn't taken over the site by then. Yeah. Changed the passwords. <laughs> changed all the passwords. Changed the name. Change the phone number. <laughs> so, in in more exciting nudes than in news, not nudes, in more exciting news than our continued middle class uh, status, they released uh, a trailer this week um, with the new Michael Bay Thirteen Hours movie for Ten Cloverfield Lane, which is um, a sequel to Cloverfield that no one knew they were filming, no one knew was coming out. I mean, there's been a rumored sequel to Cloverfield since the original did well. And um, no one knew they were actually filming it. Well, and and uh, it's done and coming out in March. That's the part that really confuses me is because when I'm reading about this thing, they keep talking about it as a spiritual successor. And I'm still wondering, is this actually a sequel to it or is this something entirely new? Because I didn't see any indication of the Cloverfield monster. Yeah, and well, it. It, for me, it's one of two things, right? It's so the the trailer is very short, and if you remember, the original Cloverfield was done the same way. No one knew they were making that film, and then it, like suddenly there was a trailer, um, and so with the new trailer they actually have a, a pretty decent cast. They have Mary Elizabeth Winstead and John Goodman. Um, yeah, I was excited to see John Goodman because I do enjoy him, and um, so they are in a, a bunker under a house like a you know uh like an apocalypse bunker and um all you see in the trailer is kind of them doing stuff and it looks like suspense builds like you know playing board games and stuff like that and like mary elizabeth winstead just can't take it anymore and so she she opens the bunker um to to leave and it's one of two things this is either 
a spiritual successor in that it has it's just kind of I don't know same name or something. But I, my thinking is maybe it, they're in the bunker because of the uh, the giant monster outside. You know, maybe the effects of the giant monster have uh, caused something. You know, uh, you know to the to the planet. I don't know. It's chlorophyll. <laughs> I, you know, it it just felt like one of those movies that I I didn't want to see, and so I, it, I heard it was wildly successful. And you know, Michael Bay always scares me. Although I watched Ninja Turtles and I lived through it, so we'll see. See, Cloverfield was one of those movies. It's really hit or miss for people. It's shaky cam footage, so that alone is going to be something that. You know, a lot of people will really dislike. Uh, it's a found footage type movie, and which is another thing that a lot of people dislike. But I really enjoyed it from the standpoint of it's big giant monster movie, but it's not from the perspective of anybody that can do anything about it whatsoever. It's big giant monster movie from victims that are just as likely to be killed by a government bomb as they are the monster. And they have no idea what's going on. Yeah, I really like Cloverfield. Um, you know, I think it's uh, it's it, it, it's it's funny. It's one of the first films um, that I saw in the theaters that gave me motion sickness. And I've seen a lot of found footage films, but that one I actually had to, like, close my eyes for a bit because I was getting motion sick. Um, but you know, I, I, I liked the, I liked the way it presented the, you know, like the human element of a, of a, basically a Godzilla film. Cause I think they tried to do that with the most recent Godzilla film and it didn't, for me, I thought Cloverfield was more successful with doing that same thing. So Paul, do you like, like going out to eat and going, you know, I'm halfway through this burrito and my stomach's nauseous. Interesting. Like, like that's not a bonus. No, that's not why I liked it. I'm just saying okay. that it happened. Um, but I mean, so, so for me, in, in fairness, Tim, I can't eat a White Castle without feeling sick by and like an hour later. But it doesn't mean it's not damn good while it's going down. Oh, uh, uh, terrible. So I'm I'm excited about Ten Cloverfield Lane. Um, you know, I'm I'm curious what it's gonna. It, I, I don't think we're going to know until right before it comes out if it has anything to do with the original or not. I think they're going to be secretive about it. I mean, it's a J.J. Abrams thing, and um, you know, it's it's definitely one of those mystery box things that he's known for. So I, I think we're going to find out closer to time. Goddamn J.J. Yeah, and by casting John Goodman, I'm probably you know that like I said, I really enjoy him. One of the few actors that I actually recognize by you know and know by name. So. Because of your love of the Flintstones movie? It's more my love for Walter from Big Lebowski. Uh, it goes back to Roseanne. Yeah, well, actually, yeah. the big thing is John Goodman's from St. Louis. Oh, is he really? Yeah. He's one of the few famous St. Louis actors. Well, I mean, he doesn't hold a candle to Wayne. I mean, you're, 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 you're nationally known. I think Walter's my like life coach now. I think I've fired Jonathan. I think John. Yeah, I don't even. <laughs> Walter is your life coach. Okay. Yeah, that's that seems about right. It seems kind of scary, but we'll go with it. I mean, Paul, have you met me? <laughs> you know what? It's probably not far from the truth. <laughs> All right. So what else do we got, News Monkey? 
<laughs> so in other news, uh, Brian Michael Bendis posted on his Tumblr this week the um, a cover for Civil War Two, and so Civil War Two. Um, speaking of spiritual successors, they say basically is not a remake or a sequel, but it has this. But it's called Civil War Two. <laughs> and so uh you know the 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 preview image kind of shows the uh kind of gives you a peek at the sides of the battle in civil war and on one side you have iron man leading the charge and on the other side you have carol danvers captain marvel or captain marvel yeah um leading the charge and so it, the the primary conflict will be between those two and on the captain america side you have characters like uh, Captain America, like new Captain America, Falcon Cap, um, whereas on Carol Danvers' side, you have Spider-Man. And the the story details that have come out seem to be uh, along the lines of uh, this being, um, you know, like a young new hero has the ability to um, see the future. I think is what it is. And so the the two opposing sides basically uh, are battling over kind of like minority report. That was exactly what I was thinking was minority report. Yeah. Should they stop the crimes before they happen or wait till after they happen? And apparently the big impetus for all this is that um, a major hero is murdered and that's what kicks off the story. And it could have been prevented if they had done, you know, uh, what this character foresaw. I'm really curious who the major hero is going to be. Because we know it's not going to be Falcon Cap. We know it's not going to be Iron Man. And we know it's not going to be Captain Marvel. Because they're all Ooh. taking sides. Ooh! <laughs> Do I get to vote? <laughs> sure. Who's your vote for? You know who my vote's for. Yeah, Do you really have to guess, Paul? Oh my god, no. <laughs> But this time it seems like Iron Man's on the side that I would support. Can you? T- but I don't. Know. So what side would Iron Man is Iron Man on? I, I didn't. Oh, see the description is uh, Carol is the one on the side of let's stop everything before it happens, and Iron Man's on the side of you can't, you know, you can't preemptively attack people when they haven't done anything yet. Interesting. You totally could. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting because isn't Iron Man – I mean the whole point of his character is that he's a futurist. Yeah, it doesn't really make much sense that that's the route he's taking. But, you know, it's just nice to have him on the side that I would agree with for a change. Look, he's dating Mary Jane Watson now. He's a little more hippie. He's not dating her. <laughs> a little less big governments. Whatever. He's got a girlfriend. He will, be, he will be by the time it's over. She's just the redhead on the side that he stares at. Mm. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, they should probably just say Civil War II, we're just using the name to make money. Exactly. That's sort of what I heard when all, when you were talking about it, Paul. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what it is. Civil War is their top-selling, uh, Marvel's top-selling comic in probably 20 years. And so that's probably the only reason they're reusing the name. I mean, it's Heroes versus Heroes, but so has every other crossover. And yeah. I'd say I am so sick of Heroes versus Heroes. 
it's been done. You know, Can't they fight a bad guy? To be fair, this, the the one that we're going to talk about in a minute was not heroes versus heroes necessarily. All right. Well, let's talk about it. So right. this week, finally, um, after I think a three month delay, ultimately, we have the conclusion of Secret Wars. Yeah, and this is a good one to talk about next because it's another case of just using the name to make money. I don't know. I mean, so I think when the book first started and the lead up to eight months later or whatever it was, you know, that led up to this, um, I think there was a connection with the first Secret Wars. You know, you had Doctor Doom, you had the um, the what is the character's name? The Mad Thinker, the Molecule Man. Molecule Man. I'm Mad Thinker. What am I thinking? Um, Molecule Man, and and you know that that was kind of closely tied with Secret Wars and and that kind of thing, and the Battle World connection. But as the series went on, it became its own thing. So, I mean, Secret Wars nine finally done. What did you guys think about the ending? Uh, yeah. If this is the last Fantastic Four story they tell. I, I think I'm okay because I sort of enjoyed it. I, I I loved the I loved the misdirection. I did not think that the the uh, Black Panther sub submariner thing was the misdirect. I guess maybe I'm just dumb. <laughs> but I was like, oh, Black Panther's going to be the hero of Secret Wars. This is going to be the best. No, not so much. I guess I should have guessed by the cover, huh? I don't know. I mean, when when they were fighting, I was like, okay, okay. Well, the, the, I mean, it, this is the buildup. I mean, it's basically the Illuminati, like, you know. Um, and so I, 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 I would have been okay with it being Black Panther. But that being said, the way it wrapped up, um, you know, I, I loved the first couple of issues of this series. And then I think around issue five or six, it lost me. Um, you know, and I didn't like the the next couple of issues, but I thought this was a really well done wrap up, and I thought the ending was fantastic. I loved, you know, I loved the way they, um, you know, the that Reed and Sue um, are, are where they are at the end of the story, and their family and the Future Foundation, and and for me, it kind of wraps up everything that Jonathan Hickman has done since he started Fantastic Four, you know, all those years ago. So, I enjoyed the misdirection a lot. I enjoyed the plan for ending it I enjoyed the fight between Reed and Doom I hated the Fantastic Four you know basically the wrap up at the end that they're oh you didn't like that no and we're going to spoil this so if you haven't read it you should read it because we're spoiling it spoiler warner on I hate (laughs) this idea of just they're there creating all the alternate realities that's just dumb to me i just hate that idea of oh we're just going to keep creating reality after reality and these won't be the realities from before we'll just dream these up but they'll just happen to be the exact realities from before because you know that's what they're doing they're recreating these alternate realities and then the whole marvel universe the new one is just created from them thinking okay well here's what i'd like for the reality to be no, I didn't didn't like that at all. And I don't like the idea of them just being out there creating like that's their status quo is they're now outside of the Marvel universe creating all of these new universes. 
I did like that Franklin is the one that's creating them because it's something we've seen him capable of being, you know, of doing in the past. But well, I mean, I'm I'm sorry. I you know, for me, I thought I thought that was fine. I thought it was within the context of the characters. Um, and I, I I thought I I I was happy with the way it wrapped up because ultimately it was a happy ending um, for all the characters, and I like how. They have repaired Doctor Doom's face, which we already saw in the pages of Iron Man. Um, yeah, and I did like how they uh, – one of the things I really liked was Molecule Man giving uh, Miles Morales you know, his gift. Basically yes. a thanks for the hamburger. Because in the uh, the new Miles series, you know, he's going to have his parents back. And his mom was killed in the Ultimate Universe, but now he has a mother again. And I liked, I really enjoyed that, that it isn't just that he's in the Marvel Universe now and has his parents back, that there's a reason for it. That it was a thank you. You know, for me, the, only, the one of the biggest qualms I have about the series is how just how clustery it got for the last couple of issues. In that, you know, so the end, so we get to the ending and you see Spider-Man and Miles, uh, you see Peter Parker and Miles Morales back in our, our universe or the 616. And I'm thinking about it. I'm like, well, like, where the hell have they been for the last couple of issues? Like you had, you know, these heroes aboard the raft, but ultimately when it came to the final battle, none of them were really that important to the final battle. I mean, then maybe I just need to reread the series. And, and kind of go from there. But, I mean, for me, most of these characters that were on that raft, other than the characters in the Illuminati, didn't do squat for most of the series. Peter, was, Quill, Peter Quill did get, like, the, the, the ship into Doom Castle. Like, he had a, he had a part in, in, in 8, maybe yeah. not in 9. Well, and they didn't do much in the last battle, but it was the spider people that managed to find out that the Molecule Man was there. I probably need to reread this entire thing as one piece because the delays for me just kind of confused me in those middle issues. So if I read it all together, I might form a different opinion. Overall, I, I liked the beginning. I liked the way it ended. In the middle, I got a little lost. That That's basically my opinion on Secret Wars. What I have okay. to give them over previous crossovers is there is an ending. Because I have to say, I was getting really pissed off at both companies for ending their major crossovers on a cliffhanger and they didn't do that this is a solid ending where it wraps everything up it you know it gives them a chance to tell new stories and it does a few things like the fixing dr doom's face and all of that to set up the new status quo but it doesn't immediately go into a new crossover and I appreciate that. I'm with I, honestly, you on that. I honestly think that this is the, this is the one of the better uh, better Marvel uh, events in, in recent memory as far as hitting it at the end. You're I right, agree. Paul. I think it lost its footing in the middle. Um, the delays definitely definitely didn't help. I think if there was less delays, I'd feel I'd I'd give it a better grade. But I wasn't disappointed. Yeah. I think, re like I said, reading it all in one will help. Um, I think the – not just the delays, but I think the splitting of that of those issues 
you know, because originally it was eight issues, and basically what they did to get stuff out earlier is they split the issues. Um, you know, they made them shorter. And I think maybe that is part of what hurt it for me because they weren't written that way. So maybe that's just why some of that stuff came across as confusing. So I just need to reread it as one piece. But overall, I'm happy with Secret Wars. Um, you know, I, I, I don't I didn't like it as much as Infinity. I still think Infinity may be the the best Marvel crossover I've read in a while, but certainly, certainly good. Uh, Wayne, overall feeling on Secret Wars? Yep. Cups fire on you. I would agree that it's probably the best Marvel crossover that they've done in a long time. And uh, I really do appreciate that there's an ending. My one issue, well, I had a couple issues throughout it, but overall it allowed, I liked more of the tie-ins than I usually like. The main thing itself, like you, I think I need to reread it because the delay has really hurt this book. And I think it's more solid than I'm giving it credit for even because the uh, the delays you know hurt it but I think reading it back together things will flow a little bit more and it did feel like a event so I overall I give it a positive rating yeah and uh, you know I'm, I'm curious I, I like what I've seen post Secret Wars it, it looks like some of you know some of the other stuff in the battle world has has come into the 616 you know we've got old man logan we've got um the 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 main villain from from um spider-man uh the renew your vows i don't remember the guy's name tempest something like that the one who 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 gathered powers from other superheroes oh was it extant extant something like that he is in uh you know he's in this universe as well um you know miles morales so you know um the marvel universe you know it's i I don't want to even it's hard to talk about to say that you know it's an exciting place because you know all new marvel started freaking three months ago yeah (laughs) so you know it's secret wars you know i'm happy about the ending but ultimately we're already you know knee deep in in the new marvel universe so So i am so happy about it finally being over because that means aaron will start reading some marvel books again that i hope so that i bought him issues one through three of vision okay because i am really enjoying vision well, hopefully, I want I want someone to read Doctor Strange, and I'm hoping he'll be that guy. Um, so we'll see. I mean, there there are some good books out there in the the all new Marvel universe, and uh, you know, one of them is All New Wolverine, written by Tom Taylor, art by David Lopez, I believe is the artist on this book. Uh-huh. And so we we did not talk about issue three because I had not read it yet when it came out, and so. I got caught up last night, Tim. And uh, I'm, I'm excited. Talk- I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Well, you know, I just mentioned Doctor Strange, and I was super excited that Doctor Strange was uh, featured in issue four. And so, you know, the, the story here is that uh, Laura, X23, uh-huh. it has gathered up other clones, and um, they're kind of researching the mystery of who's killing the clones. Mm-hmm. Trying to save them, trying, trying to, to save them because the they're way, dying. Yeah. And so they go to Doctor Strange for help, and you know it's kind of their misadventures in Doctor Strange's house. And um, so, what other clones are they gathering? Are these like more Wolverine clones, or are they just clones in general? They're yeah, they're X twenty three clones. They're clones of the clone. Yeah. 
So it's kind of like a uh, multiplicity, the Michael Keaton movie. <laughs> <laughs> I let's actually be, really well, enjoy be, that movie. Let's be fair. Little X-23 is fucking adorable, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> she is. She's hilarious. If all the other ones go away, I'm fine. you got to keep little X-23. <laughs> <laughs> X-12, whatever her X-12, name is. Yeah. <laughs> I like the book a lot, actually. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm not a big X. I, I think I've mentioned this before that I'm not the biggest X23 fan, but I like that it's not just her book. It's, you know, at this point, it's almost like a team book. Um, I like that we're kind of going on this tour um, of the current Marvel universe because you've got Doctor Strange in this book, and it looks like it sets up for her to uh, to talk with the Adam or Adam Man or or, or, steal, Ant-Man. or steal his suit, one of the two. <laughs> Adam, Adam DC Ant Man in the next issue. Um, <laughs> So I, I'm enjoying the book. I think the good, art, good. And I'm, and so I'm on board. You know, for uh, I think Tom Taylor. You know, for me, X23 always kind of struck me as derivative of um, Cassandra Cain, in that you know she was just kind of like this angry clone of Wolverine. Um, but now you know she kind of seems to have like a a personality, and you know there's a lot of humor in this book, and so I'm on board. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, I wonder I which actually came first. Because X-23 was made for one of the cartoons, but I don't know how old that cartoon was. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I I, I definitely like the – when Doctor Strange looked at her with the eye and some of of that conversation. Mm -hmm. Like, this is why you're different than him. Yeah. This is and a that's, fun book, and I, you know yeah. it, that that's something that Wolverine is not a, a book called Wolverine isn't always known for being a fun book. Almost never, <laughs> almost never. <laughs> um, but this is, and it's it's certainly got a different personality. And I got to tell you, Wayne, this book, as as a guy who who likes uh, books with like strong female characters that have a bit of humor to them, um, you know, like a like Stephanie Brown and Cassandra Cain and stuff like that, you would really like this book. I think I'll pick up the first issue between this week and next, and if I really like it, I'll pick up probably all the rest, because it's still uh, low enough numbers I can do that, because I am enjoying her in uh, All New X-Men, so I'm willing to give it a shot. It's a little bit different voice than All New X-Men, I will say that, because All New X-Men is a little more business. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, if I had to pick, this is the X-23 I like better. That said, I like both renditions, so I'm I'm good. Okay, okay. So, did so you guys... I'm really glad you're on board, Paul. I am. Did you guys see the teasers that Marvel has released this week? Uh, in reference to? Uh, that's the thing. It's like like they did before some of the previous events and things. They've released just teasers that are words over blank backgrounds. So one of them is. Best Beware My Sting, and it's over a yellow background. Uh, one of them is... Uh, I'm trying to think of what... Oh, I did see this. Dead No More? Yes, Dead No More. I think those are both referring to Janet Van Dyne, don't you? I definitely think the uh, the gold one is. It seems obvious to me that Best Beware My Sting is going to be The Return of the Wasp. Well, I mean, but she, they're showing. It looks like the the movie version of the Wasp in the the on for the cover for next Wolverine. Hmm. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah, I wonder if that's what it's referring to because she's on the cover. I mean, yeah. that is Janet Van Dyne. I mean, there is no other Wasp that I'm aware of. 
I, the, the, I mean, like I said, that that the the image looks like the like the the movie version to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're probably you know they've got to put bring her back into the public eye before Ant Man too. Yeah. True. Because she's going to be a major character in it. I hadn't even thought about the two of them referring to the same event. I just assumed each teaser was going to refer to something different. But you got a point. I mean, she's a dead character. They bring her back. That would take care of the dead no more. Yeah. That's all I can think of. Well, Wayne, uh, so Wayne and I read a new book from Boom Studios this week um, that, you know, I'm just going to come out and say it. It's Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number zero. And I was never a Power Rangers fan growing up. That was my more my brother um, who was big into Power Rangers. You know, I was more the Ninja Turtles um, era and he loved Power Rangers. And I I never really saw the fascination. But the main reason I gave this book a try is, you know, I love Kaiju. I love, you know, that that genre. Um, like Ultraman and stuff like that. So I've always wanted to like the Power Rangers. And now that we have this book out, it's written by Kyle Higgins, who is a, a writer that I, I have a great deal of uh, respect for. And I, I like a lot of his stuff. And so I thought I'd give it a shot. Again, this is a number zero. So the yep. first issue doesn't actually come out until March. This is more of a preview. Um, what did you think of Power Rangers number zero, Wayne? So this is not the first Power Rangers comic I've read. This is the most serious one I've read, though. I really enjoyed this and part of the reason i really enjoy it yes there's a lot of nostalgia factor for me because i did watch it uh the story is based around tommy who is you know my favorite of the uh, the original rangers and it's during his uh, run as the green ranger so it was interesting how they were approaching this it's a period right after he's no longer evil but he's still struggling with that. I didn't expect any kind of depth out of a Power Ranger comic at all. I expected a very, even for a zero issue, I expected it to be very formulaic. That there would be some sort of teen drama, then a monster shows up, then they fight the monster, and it's done. But they seem to be actually taking it serious without going overly dark. So for me, I really enjoyed it, and I'm going to be on board for the first issue of the actual series to see if they're going to kind of keep this up. So for me, you know, you 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 know, you're referencing a storyline in the car, in the I said the, I almost said the cartoon in the show, um, but I never, as someone who didn't watch the show, uh, you know, this this doesn't give a lot of um, leeway for people like you can't just pick up Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number zero. It's not a reboot. You have to be aware of who these characters are, what time period this was, oh, yeah. shows history, that kind of thing. There, there is no, um, there's no previously on, there's nothing. It jumps no. right into the, the story. It is and, entirely expecting you to have watched the show and know. And so for me, that was a weakness on my end because yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm aware of it. Like I said, my brother was into it. So I'm, I'm aware of the storylines, but not that closely. Um, you know, it, 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 it is, it's, it's more serious, but it's still kind of written in the same style that an episode of the TV show would be, um, written in. And, you know, so you have, 
got a little bit of Power Rangers action in the you know in high school, and then it jumps into you know some kaiju action, and so you know I I I, I thought the art was well done there. Um, for me, one of the weaknesses of the book was the fact that um, the the two backups I, I I hated. Oh, I completely agree. The backups were horrible. Like, why do you? Ha- I mean. You know, when I first, you know, when I flipped to that first page, um, you know, the intro page with the uh, the credits and stuff, and I saw three different stories, immediately I was like, oh, no, please tell me this isn't another anthology book like Back to the Future. No, and um, thankfully that wasn't the case. It just had two short backups. Yeah, it had one main story and two uh, and two shorter backups, and I don't know that that's going to be the format of the main series, but it was of this issue zero. The main story wasn't bad, I will say. It wasn't bad. Um, I could see how a fan of the show would really enjoy it. Um, but for me, I just, I'm just i not enough familiar with the show, and there wasn't enough there to really pull me in. I, I, for an issue zero, I... You know, usually issue zeros are nothing but exposition and and explanation. And, you know, this is where we're starting the series and this is what it's about. But this this wasn't. Yeah. And this book comes this book isn't actually fully released yet. It comes out this week. We were we're reviewing the preview copy of it. And I would say anybody that is a that has any nostalgia for the show, anybody that, you know, remembers the uh, the five part introduction of the green ranger will probably really enjoy the main story of this but the the backup stories i agree with you they were both very very weak especially the bulk and skull story oh my god and that was only two pages but they were a terrible two pages so Coming to TV this week, there's a bunch of stuff starting on TV in the next couple of weeks. But this week specifically, we have um, the return of Arrow, the return of Flash, and um, leading up to the premiere of Legends of Tomorrow. Actually, I think uh, Flash is on Tuesday, right? Tuesday nights? I think so, but it's just on when it records for me. Oh, okay. So whenever Flash is after the Flash, um, they are going to have two half-hour specials. One is a half-hour special, um, kind of uh, a making of, uh, leading into Legends of Tomorrow. And then there's another half-hour special with exclusive looks at um, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, and Suicide Squad, including new footage. And it's hosted by Kevin Smith and Jeff Johns. And so lots of DC on TV this week, and I'm excited about Legends of Tomorrow. I think that comes on Thursday. I'm worried, Paul. Okay, talk to me. Well, I just heard Fox announced that they're re-greenlighting Prison Break. So, like, that's two-thirds of the reason I want to see Legends of Tomorrow. (laughs) Right? (laughs) What's going to happen, buddy? So, you know, they're on for the first season of Legends of Tomorrow. And there's no guarantee. I mean, Legends of Tomorrow, you know, is a, is a miniseries. I think it's 12 episodes or something, 10 episodes. I don't know. I don't know how many episodes it is. Um, but, you know, so they're on for the first season. And the rumor is that to free them up from the second season of Legends of Tomorrow, they're bringing Constantine in. And so they can go off and do their prison break um, miniseries and then come back to Legends of Tomorrow or Flash or wherever they're needed. Um but yeah, so they're 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 they are not going to be in at least as far as I know Legends of Tomorrow season two if there's a season two. Yeah, Who's Dave, Captain Cold Paul. That's what you're telling me. Just just for a season. He's not coming back. Paul. Okay, so definitely we already knew that they because they said that they're going to do different characters each season. There's going to be a different team. But my question is, 
which two characters are we losing for Prison Break? Because I don't know anything about this show. (laughs) So Prison Break stars Wentworth Miller and Dominic Purcell. Um, as brothers and those care and those actors, um, you know, it was originally, I think, just a joke, but they were cast as Captain Cold and Heatwave mm-hmm. in The Flash. And so it was kind of a reunion. But now that Prison Break is again, and not- again not it, it's just a short term series, kind of like and 24 film- did, kind of like X-Files is, um, you know, that, and so they they are going back to do that. And you know, they played brothers what, for the duration of Prison Break. Um, and it was interesting because I thought the series ended with Wentworth Miller dying, but you know, I guess we'll see how the, how they kind of come around that. Maybe he faked his death. I don't know. Absolutely. So you, you know what else is coming on TV this week, Paul? X Files. <laughs> well, I didn't know about that, but <laughs> uh, Agent Carter starts this week. Oh, does it? Yep. I'm, I'm it starts on Tuesday. Oh. <laughs> Agent Carter is on. Yeah, Agent Carter is on the same time as the specials of uh, Dawn of Justice and um, Legends of Tomorrow. So I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this. I'll DVR Agent Carter and see how season two is. Um, But I'm excited about the X Files, and we're gonna record before X Files comes on. Um, Yeah, our next episode we'll be recording uh, on the 23rd, and X Files starts on the 24th. But I'm I'm psyched about the X Files. I hope it doesn't suck. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not down with that one either. Not really. The so, only X Files I've ever seen is one of the movies. So, I uh, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, so I I can't say I'm excited about it because I don't really have a frame of reference. I know my wife though really liked the show, so I'll probably be watching it just because she'll want to watch it. And to be fair, Aaron, we know Aaron will at least give it a try for you, Paul. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, are 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 we all in for Legends of Tomorrow though? Oh, definitely I am. Well, so let's talk about what's going to be in comic shops next week. Paul. Yeah, besides me, uh, not a whole hell of a lot, to be honest with you. Um, So we get new issues from DC Comics of Robin, Son of Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Um, You know, I think Superman, Wonder Woman is the continuation of that Superman storyline that I'm I'm not. That nobody likes. Yeah, that nobody likes. Um, so that that's pretty much yeah. it from DC, unfortunately. Uh, from Marvel Comics, we're, we're in the all new, all different Marvel now. So we're getting Captain Marvel number one. Um, we'll be getting new issues of uh, you know a number of titles like uh, none of the stuff we read. Uh, <laughs> Silver, Silver <laughs> comes back from uh, Dan Slott and Mike Allred. Star Wars number fifteen, the first post. Um, Vader down issue. Is this the? the was, I read something about this. Is this the one with the Princess Leia co- cover or whatever? Mm. There's some kind of prison break, prison world something. Oh, I'm not aware. But, oh, yeah. okay. I only know just enough information to be obnoxious, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, long story short, kind of a sad week next week in comics. I am excited well, about. Uh, Uncanny X-Men number two and about uh, Silver Surfer number one, though, because I know you guys didn't read it and didn't you didn't like it after the first issue or so. But I loved the Silver Surfer series. I read it all the way through, really enjoyed it. It really is a Doctor Who type story, only with That's Silver why Surfer, I never read it. which is why Aaron didn't like it as well, because it wasn't a Silver Surfer story. It's a Doctor Who story only with Silver Surfer. But I really enjoyed that book, so I'm looking forward to seeing what he, 
what he does with the uh, relaunch. Well, uh, I'll read the first issue with you, Wayne. Oh, why? I don't know, because I'm a glutton <laughs> for punishment. It's just, oh, it's it's like it's like you're picked for the pain on everything. <laughs> I just, I trust me, Spaceman was a long time ago, and I think I've forgiven you. I think it's okay to get off the cross. <laughs> I. Oh God, I, I had forgotten about that. Oh yeah, Star Wars sixteen. Rebel Jail starts here. Oh, That's okay. what I was looking at. So there you go. So we'll we'll be back to talk about those titles and of course, you know, the the new episodes of, of the TV shows we talked about uh, this week and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Probably with 100% more air. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Bye everybody. Podcast theme music graciously provided by Mark Andrew Pope. For more information, visit markandrewpope.com. Funny Books with Aaron and Polly is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. No Spider-Man clones were harmed in the production of this podcast.